<laughs> yeah, let's start it up. All right. What's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler, episode number 108. Today we're going to be talking about what to do when your WordPress traffic explodes. Let's go around the huge room here real quick and get everyone introduced. We're going off at a quarter. Let's start with George. Hi, I'm George Stefanis. I'm the team lead for Jetpack over at Automatic, and my favorite book last year was Fifty Shades of Say. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, what's up, Say? Oh, hey, guys. No, I didn't see you there. Um, <laughs> I'm Say Reed. I know that wasn't funny, but I had nothing else. Um, I do stuff with WordPress. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's all I got for you today. Ah! Yay, at Say Reed Media. Tweet me. Bye. Steve, do you do things with WordPress? <laughs> If you're watching this episode, just tune, just turn it off now. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm Steve Zagan. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I lead the OC WordPress meetup. And tonight is Developer Day. Brandon and Jeff are hosting. Good stuff. Suzette, what about you? Everybody, I'm Suzette Frank, and I am a web developer over at WebDev Studios, and I work with the WordPress. Sweet. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me Jason Tucker on Twitter, and I blog about audio video stuff at wvmedia.pro. So today we're going to be talking about optimizing your website, dealing with large spikes of traffic that are coming from Slashdot. Is that correct? <laughs> right. <laughs> when your site gets listed on Slashdot, you should probably uh, you should probably update your Dreamweaver. <laughs> Ooh, burn. Let, me, let me look up. Let me look that up on Lycos, and I'll get back to you. Your <laughs> <laughs> Alta Vista has some good suggestions. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna ask Gene. Oh. For all you people. What about Dogpile? Uh, we're all dating ourselves. <laughs> so I'm not dating myself. Someone has to. <laughs> so there's a there's a bunch of different component like kind of components to this idea of optimizing your website for for large amounts of traffic, you know some people would just say go to some uh, premium web host and throw some money at them and then they'll host your site they'll take care we of all say, the through those people no okay so <laughs> let's start with talking about hosting all right yeah we should so hosting hosting plays a major factor here in scalability wait I mean, can we talk first about what major traffic means like or what that means like when okay. you when well, would you start to have to worry about this and i think that's i think that could mean many things to many people right it depends depends on the size of your site the size of your audience the size of your hosting it so wait it, Size matters? Yes, size matters, yes. Oh, dear. That was like the biggest softball you've ever thrown me, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the biggest. <laughs> I, the fact of the matter is it's going to come down to two main questions. Yes. And the first one is going to be whether you know in advance that the traffic spike is going to happen. That's if, true. For example, if you're about to make some big appearance on Oprah, there are things you can do in advance to help your website weather the expected traffic spike. I often make big appearances on Oprah. If something goes viral because you just did something really, really stupid, uh, like say that women should just believe in women and not ask for raises, uh, then that's going to be an unexpected traffic spike. Uh, and you may need to deal with that after you're already under load. Ten points for a current event reference. That was good. Um, so, yeah, so just for first, if you're expecting the traffic spike, some, there's great things you can do, but like getting a caching plugin set up, uh, and especially talking to your web host. Even if you're on something like 
like a DreamHost happy hosting plan or one of the Bluehost shared hosts, talk to the techs, let them know that something is going to be coming up, uh, and there's probably a couple things they can do in advance to increase your memory limits and just like for, as a, a bunch boot, more money. You've, you've covered like three different things there in, in one. Yeah. Time. All right. Let's don't go back. Three. So now we have nothing to talk about for the main. <laughs> let's go back first. Let's let's talk specifically about hosting. All right. Where should I host? Oh okay. well. <laughs> that was a, that was a terrible question. No, it wasn't. It actually was not. Right. It depends. Where should you host if you are okay? So this we're talking about two separate things. One is a traffic spike. So you have average normal or even subnormal traffic and then something happens where your traffic all of a sudden over the course of a day or two is like crazy gangbusters, right? That's one type of um, scale that we have to talk about. And then the other side is people who are just ongoingly getting uh, high levels of traffic okay, and so on an ongoing basis and they're exchanging lots of data and that type of thing. So those are two separate scenarios that I think deserve two separate um, answers. Yes. Yes, yes, and no, and and here's why I'm saying that, right? My clients are all new sites, and they re rely on on or they get Drudge links is what they get. So our, my equivalent of a slash dot is is a Drudge link, and once a Drudge link happens, that the service gets that. inundated with major traffic, and you cannot predict it. There is no there's no planning, there's no predicting. It just Drudge just links where he wants. You can't even pay for it. Nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's just he's just a me, guy who does drugs. Do not pay for those trolls to come to your site. So, no you so my clients, my clients just have to be ready. You just have to be ready and prepared for that kind of a traffic spike. But how do you know, like, if the traffic that you're getting is legitimate, or maybe you're being the victim of some kind of denial of service attack? How would you determine that? That's that's different, right? Yeah. I That's why she's asking the question. Can we stay focused on hosting just for a minute here? Yep. So yeah. Not all hosts are created equally. Yeah, true. That's a statement. Okay. Yes, right. we're with you. So, okay, so if I'm just sitting on a shared host, like a GoDaddy or Bluehost yeah. or HostMonster or something like that, right? What, uh, what's, what's the problem there if I get a traffic spike? These are well, terrible. Right. These are terrible. The questions. bad neighbor effect. You have the bad neighbor effect on some shared hosts. What does that mean? That means that if they are taking up too much bandwidth, their resources are your shared resources are actually being used by your neighbor and not by you. So that could be a problem regardless of whether I get a traffic spike on my site or not. So there could be a traffic spike on another site that I'm sharing a, a server with, and that could create problems with me for me. Okay, yeah, so that's it, because people aren't necessarily going to care if they're impacting, I mean, let's be honest, they'll be like, yeah, whatever, that's their problem. But the real problem with if you are having a traffic spike on a shared server, the real, the real concern is, is that you could actually, your site could get shut down, especially if you're on GoDaddy. That has happened to multiple clients that I've had um, before I had them, by the way. Clients, um, but you know, so they are expect all of a sudden they get this publicity. You know, someone's linking to them, HuffPost listening, linking to them, or whatever, um, and then their site gets site gets shut down, and they lose all of that amazing traffic. <laughs> what? What did I say? Oh, you no. said shite. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I like to censor myself. 
Um, especially when Jason's in a church. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't. They don't know. They don't. It's shite's not an English word. <laughs> it's only used by people. Point being <laughs> is that um, you can you, you can lose your whole website. Not lose your website. It'll still be there, but they'll shut down your site. Um, because you've exceeded the parameters of uh, what you're paying for, and they or they might charge you, right. or they'll okay. oh yeah, or they'll yeah. charge you, yeah. and you'll actually an insane bill, which is actually depending on your business model, that's probably better that you would get charged because at least you have all these eyeballs on your site, as opposed to the one time that you're getting the most amazing traffic ever, which is what everyone wants for a website, and then your site gets shut down, so you lose it's the, all Yeah, that it's a good problem to have and a good problem to solve. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Okay, so, so what's so, my next step up from shared hosting? hosting. Uh, Go ahead, Suzette. Uh, probably managed hosting because I think that would be a step up above the before VPS. Okay. So the managed hosting, so someone who would take care of like all the tasks of upgrading your site, and I don't know, I think that's like in a different class than just regular WordPress hosting. Who who do you? Let me let me ask you guys a question here yeah. though, real quick. So you know how there there are all the tiers, uh, and this is something I'm I'm actually asking. So there's all those tiers, and obviously you get more. T E A R S. Yes, okay. Oh, okay, that's different oh, if I'm crying. Level service. So, you know, obviously if you're doing, for example, like SiteGround's Go Geek one instead of their startup one, you get more bandwidth, you get more traffic. So just because you're on a, even though you're on a shared server, it still depends what tier you're on. Um, because if you're on the basic, basic one, you get you have less bandwidth allotted to you, you have less uh, data transfer allotted to you, you have less traffic and visitors. As opposed to even if you're on shared, but you're paying for the higher level, you will get more leeway there, even though it can still cause problems. But that doesn't necessarily equate to uh, simultaneous traffic, right? I might get, I might get, be allowed more traffic and more bandwidth, but once I get hit with a whole bunch of simultaneous traffic, those that that might not be what I'm paying for in those tiers. Is that a, is there a stat for that? Like, what is, like, is there like a simultaneous traffic stat? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, data on how many concurrent visitors you can have at any given time. And you can see it in Google Analytics uh, in the real time, um, the, the real time doohickey. That's not really something that any of the hosts kind of put out as a feature in their um, plans. They don't say you know 100 concurrent visitors or anything like that. No, they don't, and that's why that's kind of what we're specifically talking about today. Is that oh, current traffic? Wow! Am <laughs> on topic? <laughs> you are online. Hold the horses. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. Like, what do I do with myself now? is an incredible stat, especially when you start looking at it. And at that point, everything turns into marginal utility. What can you do to offload a couple bits here to increase the number of concurrent visitors you can see? Um, and if you're already using Jetpack, you can flip on Photon, so all the images that your web server was serving suddenly get pushed out to a so CDN instead, uh, which we've actually done testing, and that will, and on some hosts, depending on the amount of pictures you have on your page, that can result in being able to handle double the number of concurrent visitors you've had before, just because if someone's downloading a mega-and-a-half image, that's going to take a long connection from the server to get to your... Uh, computer, and that's going to tie up a lot of other connections that other uh, users could be using to download a 20k piece of HTML. So let's let's flip over to software in a second. I want to exhaust the hosting thing. So hosting packages we've talked about, shared, we've talked about VPS, managed, and then beyond that we've got 
big packages, dedicated hosting, your own servers, things like that, right? Yeah. What we're really talking about there, what we're really talking about there is 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 hardware power, right? And and the amount of hardware power, the amount of memory that those things affect how much load you can put up on those servers. That's and if you want to not care about hardware power, there's always WordPress.com VIP. Okay. Tell me about that. Uh, which Depending on yeah, I don't know what's so funny, but go on, George. Well, depends your hardware and your loads. I mean, it just I you're can't. Just, you know, you got to turn, get your mind out of the gutter every now and then. That's uh, where I Don't insult Say, I think you're just taking this Fifty Shades of Say tagline a little bit too far today. <laughs> um, I take it too far every day. Where have you guys been? <laughs> like, hello. But essentially, WordPress.com VIP, every single site that's run on WordPress.com runs off the same code base, uh, whether it's my personal site, Stefan.info, or TechCrunch, or Giga. Yeah. They all run off the same exact code base, so uh, it's all going to scale. The difference is what level of customizability you need and what sort of features that you need. So if all you need is a basic blog, you could run that for free or the $100 a year package. If you're running VIP, that can be many thousands a month. But uh, the upside of that is you never need to worry about scaling. No matter how much traffic you get, it's never going to become a difficulty because the dot-com cloud is big enough to just absorb it without a blip. This episode brought to you by Automatic. Well, let's, let's mention <laughs> a couple other hosts that are in the space. Okay, we got we also got WP Engine, which will scale pretty nicely, and they've got they've got tiers that you you know if you if you want to scale, and their caching is good. We've got Pagely that's in the space, and they can they can scale up as well depending on the amount of traffic. So there's there's it's plenty of players in this space. And, and Flywheel are both. Uh, Flywheel. SiteGround is a really good one. I like that. Uh, Pantheon. Is a hybrid though. Okay, so let's. Managed. We've talked for 15 minutes about hosting. Now let's switch over to software. So I, I can prepare. Controls the conversation. Thank you. I can prepare. I, I can pre I can prepare all the hardware and, and have have the hardware in place to, to handle the traffic. But without the right software solutions in place, I'm I'm screwed. So let's talk about go back and talk about Jetpack again. Again, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Actually, well, not. Automatic did not in any way contribute no. to this, except for George. They contributed George? Yeah, right? Congratulations, you have me. Uh, <laughs> wait, did we win or lose? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. That <laughs> Look, this, this covers my 5%, all right? I was going to so, say, does this count as the 5% <laughs> automatic? I don't know if this is what we're really talking about here. All right, so let's talk about software real quick. So we have we have a there's a there's a bunch of different solutions to this. You have a you have stuff that's um, in in the form of uh, in the form of uh, caching on the server itself. Okay. You have plugins. Yep. And then you there's also have where it gets to the server. Um, yep. Be uh, securities uh, cloud proxy or whether you're talking about oh what's the one that uh, Cloudflare. 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 Um, and just another way of actually. Uh, where you're caching things. If they can cache stuff before it even hits your server, that's going to significantly increase your load, and they're going to push it out through Edgecast and the CDN and make it a lot easier. Significantly decrease the load, actually. Decrease the load uh, of your server. Yeah, increase your server's quality. Capacity. Increase, yes. Increase the capacity. Okay. Cool. So um, Cloudflare. Yeah. Cloudflare, Cloudflare and solutions like that help you 
help you with caching and, and really just offset a lot of that, those resources to another system. I'm trying to bring it down to earth for our audience. Well, we still haven't really talked about what these numbers are. Like, what would you say, Steve, is just something that you don't need to worry about scale on? You know, forgetting the spiking for a second, um, just the average, you know, monthly users or daily users, what would you think someone would start to need to think about this stuff? Again, what, at what number would someone need to start thinking about that? I can't, you can't put a definite number behind that because every site's different. And, and, and a lot of it comes down to, now that we're talking That's about software, a lot of it comes down to well-constructed themes, well-constructed plugins. plugins. If you've got a, a, a plugin that you're using that's just not well-constructed, you can have five users and your site could go down just because it's, it's taxing all your resources on a shared server. So there, there are no hard and fast numbers here. So it depends. It does depend. Yeah. It does, I would say probably if your things are done decently, you should be able to handle somewhere from, I'd say ideally between 50 to 200 concurrent users. Um, and that could go up or down depending on what you're using. Um, and I think another thing we need to definitely talk about is what you do when you suddenly become alerted to the fact that your site is overwhelmed and you're already under load, how do you pull back from the brink? Not just what plugins you install in advance, but if your site's getting hit so hard that you can't even log into the admin panel to install a plugin, then what do you do? Oh. Freak out. Run and hide. Okay, uh, look, we could, we could talk about those emergency situations, but I think you do, you do have to do some pre um, preparing before you get there. And one of the easiest ways to prepare is just install WP Supercache. If you're new, doing nothing else, no matter what site you're running, you should be running some sort of caching plugin. And that, to me, is the easiest cache, way to set up. Backcache, be three yep. total cache. Uh, see, I'm mentioning plugins that were not done by automatic. Um, <laughs> But I just, I mean, you any site you launch, and tell me if you agree with this or not, but you should at least install WP Supercache or some sort of caching plugin just to be ready if a spike occurs so that you can access your site. I, I mean, yeah. I agree with that. SiteGround, and, and I, so I've been using a lot of SiteGround lately, but they install that automatically. They install their own caching plugin yeah, with every uh, auto-install you do. So WP that. Engine won't let you use Supercache because they have their own caching system as, as well. So it is important to know which host you're on, but you should have some sort of caching in place. Yeah, so SiteGround has a, 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 a plugin called Supercacher mm -hmm. that, um, that you can use for that that does um, dynamic caching and, and so on and so forth. And if you pay the 50 bucks extra a month for it, you can also end up getting uh, Varnish, which sits on the front end of your site, and a few other little tweaks and, and stuff too. Uh, especially when you're looking at how you get your server set up, um, normally you're going to have the PHP running in the background, but you can have multiple levels of caching in front of that. So if you're using Nginx as your web server, uh, that can have its own caching. Then in front of that, you can even have Varnish. Uh, so you can have multiple layers of caching with failbacks. So when something, uh, if one page is being requested a lot, a lot, a lot, that can just be moved up to the highest level of cache so it doesn't even touch uh, uh, Nginx, it just is served right off Varnish. But if other pages that might get a little bit of traffic, those can back down a bit and those can come from Nginx or they might need to be generated on the fly by PHP, depending on how uh, much they're actually being requested. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, back on um, back back on episode number forty nine, we talked about uh, uh, using stuff like uh, like P three profiler to be able to look at your your theme to see. I know episode number forty nine. How did you know that? Do you, it, your your head's like the Encyclopedia Britannica. I, I have this thing called Google, and I just type in WP Water Cooler and then oh. caching. Oh, it's not up here? <laughs> Everything shows up. Oh. Wow, you just Googled your own brain. Yep, yep, I know, it's crazy. Pretty impressive. Outsourcing. Like a boss. Um, like a boss. <laughs> um, what is happening? Since we're talking about plugins, we're talking about Supercache. One of the plugins that I like is, uh, and we've mentioned this before, is Query Monitor. Mm-hmm. It, it may be a little bit too technical for our audience, but what I like. I was going to say, it's it's it. Don't just go installing that for finding kicks. Uh, and I'm not suggesting that, but it does at least tell you if you've got some slow processes within your system, within your yeah, software. Yeah, one of the most frustrating things is finding out that you have slow processes in your system that you have no idea what they're doing. And you're like, great, I have. And then you just have to go pay somebody. But at least the best way to actually uh, get an idea of where your time is being spent is if you can install. Uh, 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 I can't think. That's of That's a weird name for a plugin. Uh, 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 Does that have dashes or hyphens? <laughs> <laughs> All right, George just had a brain fart. We broke, we broke George. Yes, I did. It's the thing that I use for profiling in Vagrant right now. It's um, this one thing, it'll be an incentive. This is the great part of the show. Anyway, what does it do? <laughs> you can Google it. George, George, wake up. What does it do? I'm Googling. Blah, blah, blah. No, don't Google. Live Googling. That's really exciting. Let's live <laughs> Google everything. It says, let me Google that for you. Yes. Nextabug. What is it? Nextabug. Nextabug is a store. Profiles on the server look through and it'll actually trace every single function call on a load and tell you exactly where the bulk of your time is being eaten up. There are so many things. What's the name of it again? Nextabug. Oh, okay. Which, if you use varying vagrant vagrants for local development, that's already there. Uh, and Aaron Jorben has a blog post that details uh, some great ways to use that on your local server. Great. And if you're and if you're just trying to make your cat's website work, then they could hire somebody <laughs> like me or like Steve or like Suzette or you know or say and be like, hey, so use this Xdebug thing that I heard about on Water. Yeah, cool. hire me. Out what's up with it? I'm on <laughs> lockdown. You're on lockdown. I'm unhireable. <laughs> I mean, well, we've gosh. known that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay. I that. Shit. All right, so we have so we have plugins. So we have plugins. We have uh, uh, server um, optimization. Um, what other small little tweaks that we could do? Oh, front a, end stuff. Just run a really Wait, go ahead, Front end stuff. <laughs> what was that? Well, there's a lot you can do on your site. Um, you can minify your your CSS. You can optimize your images. There's a lot of little things on there and um, that you could do. Yeah, and those were some of them. One of the one of the basicest things, and this is like so basic that I'm sure anyone who does this knows this. But um, I I have I do a lot of training, and I, this is one of the first things that I explain to my clients when they're uploading images. They need to use the pre-sized images in WordPress and don't scale down large images like. It seems so obvious to us, but so, when we're turning our clients, our sites over to the client, 
um, they don't necessarily know that. So unless you take the time to explain that to them, hey, there's a reason that there's scaled images in here. Um, you know, they're going to be loading like 3,000 by 3,000 pictures and then just resizing them. And that's a real thing that happened. Absolutely. Comment. Absolutely agree with it. But uh, beyond that, you should also implement a CDN. So that's a, another way to get uh, some of the resources off your server is to get all those, those images and JavaScript files, all those external files that never change, onto a CDN. One and thing I like to install always so that um, people d to save them from themselves, like exactly what Say was talking about, is msanity. I'm sanity. I am sanity. That is a plugin where you can specify the maximum size, and it will resize the big image to whatever you say. So I have that problem. Did we lose Jason? Do we go off air? I don't know. George, what were you going to say? Oh, just saying, yes, using image magic to automatically resize images is a brilliant plugin. Yeah, that's important to do. I think that we, we think about so much of this stuff on the developer end, and then you know you forget that the user is actually using the site, and they're the ones that are you know sometimes causing these problems. You can have anything streamed, you know, and streamlined all you want, but if there's these these front end problems happening, you know, doesn't do any good. I, and I, think too. I think if you think about when you're actually in design phase about like whether you need background images for certain things, then there's just a whole way to design that's a lot more uh, minified. You kind of have like a lot of load from your background images or your other images. Okay, I just want to comment on the space Steve has frozen. It's amazing. My and, face is frozen. Uh, <laughs> At least for me. Anyway, um, one of the things you mentioned briefly um, also was your theme. Like, so for the user user, like the basicest user again, um, you know, they end up getting these themes that are just have a whole bunch of stuff in them, and then the theme itself is what slows down the um, the whole site. And you know, or you have a million plugins or plugins that are conflicting with each other. So, you know. If you're going to go ahead and streamline everything, I think it's just really important that you do a lot of front-end training with your client and explain to them why these things are important. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't see anybody or if anyone's frozen, so I'm just going to... Everybody looks fine to me. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Except for George's hair. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> George anyway, has so training. That's my point, it's training. And then... Um, that's it. Training. Train yourselves. Train your people. <laughs> Train your people. I don't right. really know what's going on anymore. That's okay. We're used to it. I know what's going on. I know it's Put your mask on. Put your mask back on. It's okay. Okay. I'm just going to... I'm going to take a 30-minute nap to improve my grades. That's what this is. <laughs> Does it really? That's funny. That's what it says. It says, take a nap. What? I don't think it's us. It's freezing. I think it's you. Yeah. So what's a, is there any other uh, last minute? We have two, three more minutes left. Is there any other uh, last minute takeaways that people should uh, you know, start doing some research on? They, they have their uh, cat website. You know, potentially, Cat Fancy could link to them. And now uh, you know, people want to start you know, checking out their site and their content. Is like, what's one of the first slash dot of the pet industry? It is, I guess. You know, I don't know. I don't know how the cat. I'm Make sure really if you have videos that they're on YouTube and not on yes. your WordPress. Definitely. Yes. That's maybe a good tip. 
Yeah. I think the key takeaway is that you need to prepare. It doesn't matter if it's, this is a basic site, just a blog, or if it's you know something that you're intending to have a lot of traffic. You you should be prepared for that, and that's one of the beautiful things about WordPress is you can prepare for that. Um, and so, as a responsible developer, um, it's a good idea just to put that those planks in place so that if that if and when that does happen, um, you know the site doesn't break and it just continues on. And so that the sites can scale from the very beginning. I think that's what's important. Act as if it's going to happen, because it because it could at any minute. And if you don't, it will. And then you know you'll be trying to like white screen. Just like if you had a uh, brick and mortar store, make sure you have enough parking spaces, because you know you could always end up having more growth. Well, you know, make sure that you have uh, enough parking spaces available. So if somebody people start showing up, you actually have places for them to park. So it's impossible to find retail space with parking spaces in Huntington. Yeah, I was like, I think maybe inventory <laughs> would be a better analogy there. I'm gonna cut you guys. No, there's handicapped spaces and everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep going on this analogy for the next 30 This seconds. is really good, guys. Come on. I know. This is great content. Wow. <laughs> and if all of a sudden the lights all went out in the store, that's what it would be like. Jason, is it 11.30 yet? It is 11.30 yet. Right right <laughs> Kill it. Kill it. Right, love you, guys. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap now. All right, so make sure you go to our website, whowatercooler.com. Check us out there. If you just want to listen to us, we're available on SoundCloud, we're available on Stitcher, and we're also available on iTunes as a podcast. And we're going to work website, And we will see you then. All right, guys. You have a Don't good bring one. a few Ebola. Don't come if you have Ebola.